Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Jonathan Woods, author of the new novel, Hog Wild. The writer, Madison Smart Bell, wrote, Jonathan Woods' Hog Wild is a deliciously bawdy frolic, drunk on its own exuberant language and fearless to tread anywhere and everywhere. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much, Jess. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your novel, Hog Wild, how would you describe the novel? <laughs> it's a wild and crazy trip. Um, this is my fifth book. And since the very beginning of my career, when I published a book of short stories called Bad Juju and Other Tales of Madness and Mayhem, I've been kind of labeled as a, a gonzo noir writer. And I think Hog Wild is probably as gonzo as I've ever gone. So, um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a simple Western tale set down in the heart of Texas involving uh, some feral hogs, which is a big problem here in Texas. There's 2 million of them. And uh, these particular feral hogs uh, have uh, through means not known to many have uh, have become super super smart and uh so when our hero is hired to rid a huge texas cattle ranch of their feral hog problem um the feral hogs organize and fight back <laughs> well, that's the that's the underlying premise well, did I did I read correctly that you used to be a corporate attorney? Is that correct? I did. I was a somewhat eccentric one, but I was I worked for a high tech company called Nortel for many many years and did a lot of uh, uh, deals for them around the world in Japan and Europe and the U.S. and Mexico and so forth. And uh, but in the in in the back of my mind, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a writer. So. When an opportunity came up, I left Nortel and uh, took up writing back around 2005. That's great. I was just going to ask, I mean, how do you go from kind of a, a you know, white shoe legal career to writing about uh, vastly intelligent feral hogs? <laughs> I guess... Uh, you know, a lot of the people working in the corporation kind of reminded me of feral hogs. So. <laughs> I'm curious, do, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write Hog Wild? You know, it took it took me I, I, in the middle of writing Hog Wild. I got seriously ill with a, a, a knee replacement surgery that got infected. And so it took a year out of my life. And, Ooh. Somewhere in there, I, I I lost track of where um, Hog Wild originally came from, but I ha I have a very vivid imagination, so uh, this stuff just kind of works itself to the surface from from my id somewhere, <laughs> and uh, you know just pours out onto the page. I mean, the the, the final the, you know, I wrote this book actually in. The final version of it in a in a writers group in San Marcos, Texas, 
And it just kind of all came out. I mean, it just, uh, I, I find writing to be actually kind of a, almost a mystical experience because I don't, I don't outline, uh, I don't write up, you know, character studies. I don't do any of the kind of prep work that, uh, you know, the writing schools recommend. I just uh, dive right in. The one thing I did learn as I was going through a, a couple of early drafts of this book was that I needed to put the fact that these feral hogs were super intelligent. I needed to put that right up front. So I wrote a special little page and a half scene where the <laughs> where a uh, a vaquero cowboy on the ranch has an encounter with some feral hogs that do some very unusual things. And that kind of sets the scene for the expectations. And I also have very often several uh, at several points during the book, I, as the author address the reader and uh, talk about the hogs. So. Well, would you mention you mentioned earlier that you got started? I think you said your first stories or your first collection was published in 2005. And we talked about your background as um, an attorney. Um, what was kind of the initial writing journey? What made you you said you had, you know, you had always wanted to be a writer. What was kind of the the switch that got flipped for you to sit down and start writing and submitting some of your work and getting your first stories and your first novel published? So. As a kid growing up, we moved probably every two or three years back and forth across the country um, in connection with my my father's jobs. So I, 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 I was always kind of the outsider kid when it came to the new school. So very early on in my life, I think books became uh, really important to me and it's sort of to escape into some sort of private world. That uh, took me away from, you know, the kind of uh, the scene of being the the new kid on the block. And so I always really had ambitions uh, to be a writer. I studied literature at university before going to law school, and I'd always sort of dabbled in it over the years. But I, you know, with a high high powered corporate legal job. Um, there's not a lot of time left over for, for writing, although sure. I it did read copiously during my legal career. And so when I when it ended, and I said around 2003, I guess, um, I just jumped into the writing. And it took me actually uh, until 2010 that my first book, Bad Juju, came out. Um, and it actually it received rave reviews. It went to the Texas Book Festival. It won a little prize called a Spine Tingler Award. And that I was on my way at that point. So that's great. Well, I, was, I was incredibly lucky. Well, well, you mentioned earlier that your writing process, you, you consider it kind of mystical, that you don't really do outlines or, or character studies. Um, I, I guess, you know, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, a little bit about your writing process? I mean, when you sit down, is it just all very, um, uh, you know, kind of a guttural, like, you know, feel for, 
um, or, you know, a, a subconscious? I mean, what, what, what does it look like for you? Um, well, I, I have a very distinct memory of sitting down and writing the first chapter of Hogwild and creating the main character, who's an ex-Special Forces guy, kind of a, although he's a trained killer, he's actually in some ways a very innocent guy. And uh, from there, this, the story just seemed to roll out into um, – <laughs> what it became, this sort of epic of where this cattle ranch is, goes under siege from the hogs. And the, these, the hogs, by the way, represent our, uh, you know, the worst of humanity as well as the best of humanity in their, in their um, intelligence, because they have, some of them had, they, they read history books, for example, there's a, there's an old house of a professor of history that the, the professor ends up dying, and the, and the hogs who are mutating take up reading his history books. So they adopt various names from history, and uh, some of the names are of very bad people that they don't actually realize. I don't think, <laughs> for example, one hog is named Mengele IV. Another one is named Idi Amen, as opposed to Amin. And then there's a Pol Pot Junior and a Pol Pot Senior. So um, this is, I, I very much intended to write sort of a Swiftian, Orwellian, uh, Rabelaisian uh, satire here in some respects. That's great. <laughs> Are you working on another novel now? Well, actually, I'm working on another book of short stories. I really, uh, I, I have... You know, I have five books now, with including Hog Wild. Three of them are novels. Two of the books are short stories, and I really like writing the uh, both in both uh, forms. I can tell you when I uh, was was trying to write, I wrote a couple of novels that will never see the light of day uh, because they're in a, they're tucked away in a bottom drawer somewhere for my. Um, for posterity, but um, I got through my second novel and I was at, I think I was at Breadloaf, I guess. I went, came away from Breadloaf two weeks up in, in Vermont uh, with a bunch of other writer wannabes. And I said to myself, I'm not going to write any more novels because it's like, it's such a con commitment. You know, it's at least a year's work unless you're some kind of genius. So I started writing short stories. And the first short story I wrote was actually set in a little Vermont town close to um, Red Loaf. And it was about a guy who thought his wife was cheating on him. And he dreamed of various ways to do her in. But actually, she was actually trying to do him in. So it's a very... Uh, twisty little tale. And from there, I went on and created these short stories. And then I started to get published online in places like 3AM Magazine and uh, a website called Ch uh, Plots with Guns and another one called Thuglet. And so that really encouraged me that I had something going for me. So I 
wrote enough stories to make a book. And then I had started looking for a publisher and I found a small press called New Pulp Press. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at well, I'm curious when you when you do sit down to write, do you know like when you start on a project if it's a novel or a short story? Well, I mean, I guess short stories could grow to be mm-hmm. novels. But right. when I'm when I'm working on a short story, I you know the intent is to write a short story, and so I usually what I like about short story writing is that it's an intense. Um, process for maybe one or two weeks and you just work at it constantly you know revising adding new pages and then you you can put it you finally get to the end and then you put it aside and come back to it maybe in in a two or three weeks and put some final tweaks on it but you have this really beautiful little thing that you know someone can read in 20 minutes or whatever and get some pleasure out of it. That's great. And certainly, you know, my perspective on writing, although, you know, I like to make fun of our human failings, which seem to be getting bigger and bigger. (laughs) um, My first goal is to entertain the reader so I write, for example, Hog Wild is really kind of a thriller. It's it's an action thriller um, with plenty of plot going for it as it moves forward. There's also a lot of black humor in it. I think that's an essential element of writing because without black humor uh, or without laughter, period, I think we'd all uh, put a gun to our heads reading the newspaper every day. Sure. So I'm curious about these two novels that you said will never see the light of day. What, what, why did you feel that they weren't ready or, or what do you think you were learning during that process? Well, I, you know, I think I was learning how to, 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 to write sentences that were 
that work together, the plot, sentences, etc. I In those days, I used to keep a sign or a, a piece of paper above my uh, uh, computer that had various reminders, like um, use dialogue to create action or use all five sentences in your description, senses, all five senses in your description. And uh, so I was, I was, it was a learning process. And I don't think either of them, I mean, I'm either of those books, you know, they had just too many faults. Sure. Although I will say I, I went to see Michael Connolly, who has been very supportive of my books I went to see him at a reading long before um, I'd been published. And I went up to him and I was getting my copy of his book signed. And I said, do you ever read manuscripts? And he rolled his eyes at me. And he finally said, okay. He said, send it to my, get in touch with my web person and send it to me. So I sent him this early manuscript, one of the buns that's in the bottom drawer and weeks went by, and I thought, oh, he's, he's blown me off. And suddenly, out of the blue, I got a three-page hand-typed letter from him telling me everything that was wrong with the book. And uh, I guess he saw that there was something there that could be nurtured. And uh, so what I did instead was I put the book in the bottom drawer and started a new book. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't take his ex explicit advice. <laughs> well, I think, you know, it was, uh, his advice was that the book had a lot of issues with it. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm kidding. Um, that's, that's great that he did that. I I'm a huge Michael Conley fan. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in awe on some of his, the, the amount of research that he does about police procedure, but um but that's great. I mean, that's great that he gave you that feedback. Yeah, I, you know, it's a funny world out there. Some writers are incredibly generous, and other writers look for every reason why to to avoid you as an upcoming upstart sure. writer. I remember one writer whose name I won't mention kept saying, "Well, my lawyers won't let me review manuscripts or what." You know, it was it was silly, but so right. Well, I'm I'm curious. Uh, given what we're discussing, what writing advice would you offer for someone who is working on their own stories or novels? Well, I guess a couple of things come to mind. Uh, first of all, read as many great books as you can because it inevitably will rub off to some degree. Um, secondly, you know just work work your ass off as the saying goes on your writing and the third thing i would personally suggest because i found it extremely helpful is to be in a writer's group with some other people that are dedicated to to writing a, a story um i found that hog wild the final version of hog wild was written in a writer's group with four other participants and it does Writers' groups, if they're good, do several things. They allow you to 
get feedback, of course, but I think the most important thing is it forces you every, if you meet, say, every two weeks or something like that, or mm -hmm. uh, it forces you to write. And, uh, you know, you don't have to take the advice of your co-writers in the group, but it's just really helpful to avoid getting uh, bogged down in, in the detail. Um, and it, sure. you know, it, 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 it's a great, I think it's a great uh, creative uh, way to, to go about writing. That's great. Well, what books or short story collections have you read recently that you enjoyed? Uh, well, actually, I read for the first time an incredible book by uh, Harry Cruz called, what the heck was the name of that book? Uh, A Feast of Snakes, mm -hmm. which is just some, some critic described him as Flannery O'Connor on, on steroids. But it, 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 as a book, it just blew me away. I mean, it, I, I, I could not, literally put it down and it's not it's not a particularly long book but it just it's it's just very powerful in the way it it um describes these crazy hillbillies down in georgia and i think actually there there he also one of the characters comes up from florida to this uh it's a snake hunt in the backwoods of Georgia. And one of these, one character comes up from Northern Florida to participate. And I think actually that's Harry Cruz. Cause he saw, thought he's, he taught for many years at the university of Florida in Gainesville. So I, I think he actually put himself in this particular novel. <laughs> that's um, another writer that I would rave about, and I can't wait till his new book, comes out um, later this year is an is a English writer named Lawrence Osborne, who's wrote written a series of, I guess you could call them literary thrillers. Um, he, he's one of these Englishmen who's lived everywhere but England. Hmm. He currently lives in uh, Thailand. And his novels are, he, he, he's, he's one of these global wanderers. So one of his novels is set in Morocco. It's coming out this year as a film with uh, Jessica Chastain and Ralph Fiennes. It's called The, Un the Forgiven. It's getting really good reviews. I think it's at the Tribeca uh, Film Festival, actually. And he's also written novels set in Hong Kong, uh, Thailand, uh, Cambodia, and he did a. Uh, he was hired by the estate of Raymond Chandler to write another um, Philip Marlowe book. So he wrote a book set in in, in Mexico with Marlowe in his seventies, retired, living in Mexico. But the thing is, it's not a it's not a pastiche of a Raymond Chandler novel. It's actually a Lawrence Osborne novel. It's amazing. So that's great. Um, and he's, he's one of those writers that I can read to get the same book over and over. I've read two or three of his books at least twice. Well, 
Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novel, Hog Wild? Well, uh, my books, of course, are on Amazon under Jonathan Woods. Um, and also, I have a website at uh, southernnoir.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N-N-O-I-R.com. And uh, all the, my reviews and various bits and pieces are on there. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Jonathan Woods, author of the new novel, Hog Wild. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Jonathan, thanks for doing this interview. Um, this was really great. Uh, I, um, uh, I enjoyed it. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's always fun to talk about the crazy uh, process they call <laughs> writing. <laughs> That's great. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.